Welcome to Hope for Living with pastor, teacher, and certified mental health coach, Dr. Shannon Eaton. Listen to an encouraging message that is designed to help you build your faith, restore your joy, and renew your hope. Hello, friends, and welcome to Hope for Living. This is Pastor and Dr. Shannon Eaton. So happy to be with you today and excited for another episode of Hope for Living, where we're building faith, renewing hope, and restoring joy. We hope uh, that you're doing well. We hope that these podcasts, these times of encouragement together, are a blessing to you. We hope they're lifting you. Uh, We hope that they're reminding you of passion. They are directing you towards purpose, that they're reminding you that all things are possible with God. Uh, It's so important for us to be able to be people uh, that have and maintain our faith, um, that have and maintain our joy, that develop peace uh, in our hearts. And so we're hoping that these times together help you Uh, to develop those characteristics inside that will keep you focused on God no matter what. Um, I encourage you to go back to listen to uh, past episodes and uh, just use those to be encouragement times of lifting and edification and uh, educating you uh, in the things of God. Because everybody has a purpose. God has something that he wants to do significant in your life. And so we want to take what we're doing is actually taking every of the every one of these episodes, every one of these times together, uh, to to put together things that that you can that that will build and edify your soul, but also that you can practically put in place today uh, that would help you begin to take steps towards. Uh, the destiny, plan, and purpose that God has for your life. Uh, I want to say right away uh, to open this that every step forward is a step forward. So be encouraged. Many times we're like, man, I'm not taking the steps that other people are taking. We we get into comparison and we look at how other people's lives are going and say, I should be further along. Uh, I wish uh, that I, I was where they are. We look at their social media, their Instagram, their Facebook, and it seems like uh, they've got the perfect relationship and the perfect house and the perfect car and uh, kids are smiling and happy. And we look at that and then sometimes we look at our own life and we're like, what in the world is happening? I'm trying my best and I don't seem to be where they are. Uh, I want to tell you right now that comparison is very much a thief of joy. It will rob you and drain you of what God is doing in your own life. So I want to encourage you uh, right away before we get into our content for today to begin to really just focus on the race that God has for you. Uh, I was sharing with a friend the other day that this is an hour in a season where you must be totally focused on what God wants to do in and through your life. Uh, You can't afford to waste time uh, and energy focusing on what he might be doing in another person's life. You you can't afford to waste time and energy on uh, how fast he seems to be moving in other people's lives. But you have to be unwaveringly focused on the race that he has for you. Uh, Jesus himself um, is our perfect example of that. As we think about the words of Hebrews that says, what is, let us run with patience the race that is set before us, um, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Uh, and, and when we think about that, he's saying Jesus was a man of focus. He was focused on his assignment from the Father. He was focused totally 
on what God wanted to do through his life. And so when we think about succeeding in life and when we think about what success looks like in life, we have to make our primary focus the ways of Jesus and the things that he did and the, the, the motive behind the things that he did. And when we look at Jesus, uh, Jesus was um, unwaveringly focused on imparting into the lives of, of people so that they would carry on the message of what he wanted to do uh, throughout eternity and bringing people to himself. Why are you saying this and opening with this, Pastor? Because it's very, it's very important for us to, if you're not looking um, and measuring whether you are, are successful, so to speak, based on the calling and assignment that God has for you, uh, then you're using a false measure. And this is important because that means that everything that you think should be going right could be going right, and you're still missing the mark. I, I, I've heard it said like this, if it, it, it would be a tragedy uh, to get to the end of the race of life and win only to realize you were competing in the wrong race. Uh, and so we want to make sure that we are unwaveringly focused on what God has for us. And so with that, I want to talk to you today about something that can help you. Um, as you go on this journey, I want to talk about the power of our words. And I, I thought about this a lot because many times, here's what I want to say uh, before I get into the power of words. What this is not is uh, name it and claim it and call it and hobble it and blab it and grab it. My name is Jimmy. I'll take all you give me. That's not what this is. But I want to encourage you to really think about the power of the things that you say. Um, and how they affect your own life, the life of, of people around you. Um, this is so important. How many times has a relationship been severed because of something that was said? How many times has uh, misunderstanding occurred because of something that was said or because somebody heard a portion of a conversation um, and not the whole conversation? It, it speaks to really the power of words. Uh, and, and I'd use for an illustration two things. Uh, I was remembering when I was uh, just graduating high school and going to college, I got a job at the Eckerd warehouse. I remember that um, Eckerd's not too much in, in business anymore, I don't think. But And so we would work the graveyard shift or the night shift, as we call it. So I'd go into work about uh, 10 and I'd get off of work about 6 a.m. in the morning. And all we did was uh, we called it picking the light. And basically that light would show up and it would tell us what... Um, medications go in which bin and we push it down to the next station we did that all night and sometimes it was fun and sometimes it wasn't but I, I remember one particular night we all had this and you you can identify with this we all had this one manager and this one boss who just got on everybody's nerves um, y'all be real you know you've been through this some of y'all have been that boss uh, but just every time we knew she was on the shift Everybody kind of took a deep breath, and, and she would just aggravate you, um, aggra aggravate the tar out of people. Um, and I remember one time she had just pushed and pushed and pushed that night, the team. And um, so we we were all on break, and we're sitting. We're at the top um, of where this assembly line is, and she's in our office, so we thought. Um, and I just start going off. I'm like you know what, I, we can't, I can't stand this person and she's always doing this and she's always doing that. And, you know, she doesn't care about anybody. And I had gone down <clears throat> the list of things that I was saying about this person who 
just I believe constantly got on our nerves. And when I got finished, I, I looked down at our office and I saw her there with her head down, um, just broken to pieces over the things that were said. And it really changed the way <clears throat> that I think about um, our words. Because in that moment, I realized this is not who I am. This is not the effect that I want my words to have on somebody's life. And and so I sheepishly went down to her office and said, look, I, I know you heard that. And um, I'm really sorry. Um, I was I was out of line. And, and to spare you the details for the sake of this podcast, I just I would just say that I owned it. I owned up to the responsibility of what I had done and what I had said. And, you know, we, we ended up reconciling, getting to a good place. Um, and I learned something about her that just like anybody else, she had feelings. She cares um, about her job. She cares about doing it well. Um, and just easily out how we communicate with one another uh, can be a way uh, that that either builds and strengthens our relationships or it can be something that severs them through misunderstanding or through things spoken out of turn uh, and out of timing and out of season. So I just want us to, to, you know, I just wanted to, so many times we talk about these kind of theories and these examples that are far beyond us, but I wanted to share that from my own life because it's something that even now some 30 years removed from that, I still remember uh, that. And, and I think you can probably think of these stories and things like that in your own life where you said something that you wish you could have gotten back um, and you just couldn't. But I want to encourage you. There's hope if 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 you have those moments. Just if reconciliation is possible, own it and move on. Own it. Ask for forgiveness. Seek restoration, and move on. And so I want to share that story because when we look at the power of words from our own life, here's what the proverbs tell us. Proverbs chapter eighteen, verse twenty one says, "The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit." Understand something. The tongue has the power to produce life or be life giving in our own lives and in the lives of those around us. Or it has the power to drain life, to 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 take to take things away. How do you know? Because I can guarantee you, you can remember a time where you were on the mountaintop. Your faith was high. Uh, you you think you believed that everything was going to turn out uh, in a big God way. And then you had a conversation. And something said in that conversation drained your passion in a moment. That that speaks to the power of words. Uh, you can remember a time where somebody said something and it sparked your faith and encouraged you. It lit a fire under you and, and caused you to begin to move forward in the things that God has for you. Speaks to the power. Why? Because words, here, here it is if you're taking notes. It's very simple. Words are seeds. And words are seeds, and they have they're they're going to produce fruit, bad or good. It's going to happen. So we have a choice in our own life, and we really have to to say uh, to ourselves and look at our own lives and say, what are we saying? What am I saying about myself? What am I saying about my situation? What am I saying about the things and people? around me. This is so important because what I perceive a thing to be uh, is what I'll receive it to be. What I perceive a thing to be is what I'll receive it to be. Y y you know, at the end of the day, when you're looking for something, you're going to find it. Why, why are you saying that, Pastor? Because many times we look at situations and we say things, and, and here's the reality. We see what we choose to see. 
But what if we looked at failure and saw success? What if we looked at sickness and saw health? What if we looked at lack and saw provision? Uh, in other words, what if we began to shape our words and our thoughts and the things and our communication with others and even ourselves? What if we began to really shape that based on what the word of God says? You know how you get up and you say, I'm a failure. I want to quit. Um, nothing's ever going to turn out. What if we said, you know what? If any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. The old things have passed away and behold, all things have begun new. What if we began to say the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want? What if we began to say no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly? See, it starts with us. And, and what I've learned, what I'm learning and what we all should be really learning together is a lot of times, we, we are waiting for somebody else to be our encourager. Um, and let me tell you, we all need encouragers in our life. We all need cheerleaders in our life. We all need those who will speak into our life uh, in a positive way um, and help us to really move in the things that God has for us. But what about when that's not present? What about when that's not around? And you learn from David this. It says that when everything around him was falling apart, people wanted to stone him. People wanted to take him out. Everybody was a critic. You know what the Bible says? It says, but David encouraged himself in the Lord, or he strengthened himself in the Lord. So he found encouragement. In other words, he knew how to, he knew how to talk to himself about the goodness of God. He knew how to talk to himself about the faithfulness of God. He knew how to talk to himself about the kindness of the Lord and the provision of the Lord. And that's what you've got to learn. And the only way we learn that is through time we spend in the word of God. So that means that when we get up, we ought to feed ourselves with the word of God so that when the need arises for us to lift up and encourage someone else or encourage ourselves, we can lean on the fact that there is indeed a, uh, uh, death and life is in the power of the tongue. In other words, I have the power through the words of God to speak life over my situation. So that means this, when I'm dealing with something physically, emotionally, tangibly uh, in this life, I have to begin to look at those things through the lens of what God says. In other words, I decree and declare the mind of God and the words of God and the thoughts of God over everything that I deal with in my life. I want to say that again. When I face something in life, what I ought to say is not what I feel, but what I got to say what God said. And I have to declare his thoughts, his mind, his words over everything that I'm dealing with. And what we find when we do that is that God will begin to strengthen us. We'll find new courage. We'll find new hope. We'll find deeper levels of faith uh, because here, here's what Paul said in Romans. So then faith comes by hearing but hearing what? Hearing the word of God. So the word of God spoken in my own life and in the life of others is the thing that builds faith. And so anything, any faith that is attempted to be built on something that is not the word of God won't last. Faith based on feelings won't last. Faith based on emotions won't last. The only thing uh, that will last is faith that is based on the, the word of God that has been declared. Um, in the scriptures. So faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Uh, the tongue has the power to bring both life or death and those who love it will eat its fruit. In other words, words are seeds that will produce fruit. Our words are seeds that will produce fruit. I pray that you get that. Here's the second thing that I want to focus on because that, that part really focuses on 
what am I saying? How is it affecting me, my mind, my thoughts, my actions, uh, my deeds? But the other part or aspect to the power of our words is we have to look at how they affect um, our relationship with others. I'll say that again, how they affect our relationship with others. Ephesians 4, 29, verse 30 says this, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Watch this. This is the part of this scripture that really challenges me every time I see it. It says, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs. Oh, this is so important. Sometimes we, you ever had somebody say, I just have to say it. I just have to say it. I can't sit on this anymore. Listen, you don't just have to say it. Uh, The reality of our life is this. If we're in conversation, this is important. If we're in conversation and relationship with people, uh, we're to speak only what is helpful for building them up according to their needs. So that means there's a degree of, and don't miss this, because this is why it's important. This is why we say things sometimes and we don't realize that they're not helpful. Because there's a degree of relational credibility that's necessary to discern the needs of the moment. And so though something might be true, it may not be necessary and it may not be time. That's actually my test for talking now. Ever since the story I told at the beginning, um, when I'm getting ready to say something, is it true? Is it necessary? Is it time? The acronym is TNT. And here's what happens. If you if you don't follow that, you're going to blow something up. <laughs> I'll say that again. If you don't follow that, you're going to blow something up. So we want to make sure that when we're talking, what we're saying is true. Um, that it's necessary, absolutely necessary for us to share, and that it's time to share it. Uh, and, and many times when we go through that, we'll find even if it's a hard thing or a courageous conversation uh, that we need to have with someone, it will ultimately build them, lift them, strengthen them. Uh, watch this, and let's go to the second part. And it says not only that it will build them up according to their needs, but here's the second part, that it may benefit those who listen. So when I talk, it ought to provide a benefit to somebody else. The purpose of this podcast is to provide a benefit uh, to those who take the time to invest their hearts in listening to it. Uh, so we want two things to happen when we talk. We want it. We want people to be built up according to the needs of the moment or their needs, and we want it to be a beneficial or profitable. What we're saying is something that you could can put in place uh, in your own life that will be helpful. To others. So when you really think about that thing of talking, is it true? Is it necessary? Is it time? If we follow that test the best we know how, many times what we'll see is that people are built up and that it's a benefit to those who listen. And then Paul closes with a consequence of not doing this. Look, he says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. In other words, when we don't handle our words properly, when we don't deal with uh, our words properly, not only does it do damage to people, not only does it affect people adversely, uh, but the other side of that um, is that it is grievous to the Holy Spirit. And I don't know about you, but I I think that the body of Christ and people of God are coming back to a place where we, we want God to be pleased. My prayer is that God would smile on my actions, that he would smile on my conversations. And I believe that that your prayer is the same or you wouldn't be listening to a podcast like this. Um, So I want to challenge you. What am I saying? 
What am I saying to myself? And what am I saying about myself? What am I saying to others? What am I saying about others? Is it building up according to the need of the moment? Is it benefiting those who listen? Is it is it life-giving or life-draining? Are my words life-giving or life-draining? And my prayer for you today is simply this, that God would set a watch over our hearts and that he'd set a watch over our mouths that we might not sin in our speech. I pray that this has been a blessing to you. I pray that you've been encouraged uh, by the word of God. I pray that your faith has been built, that your hope has been renewed, and that your joy is being restored. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for my friends who have chosen to listen today. We pray that they be strengthened. We pray that you move in their life in a fresh and miraculous way. And as they walk out this year, that they walk out with power, focus, that they remove comparison, and that they rise up to be everything that you created and called them to be. In the strong name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Listen, God bless you, and God keep you is our prayer. Thank you for tuning in to Hope for Living Podcast with Dr. Shannon Eaton. We hope that you have been inspired and encouraged to apply the truths of God's Word to your everyday life. Until next time, keep the faith, hold on to joy, and live in hope.